episode 99. Really excited to have Annalise Hussman here, uh, who runs uh, enterprise sales uh, for growth at Gong. Annalise, how you doing? Good morning, Randy. I'm doing fantastic. Excellent. Well, thanks for joining us. You're in, uh, I think, Incline Village, Nevada, and I'm in uh, New York City. So uh, two probably very different places. I think I'd much <laughs> rather be, uh, be be there with you. And uh, my Wi-Fi was uh, bad in my room, so um, I'm literally in a corner of a, of a restaurant that has a much better Wi-Fi. So it's, it's, it's worked so far, so uh, hopefully we'll continue. Uh, so we're uh, also sponsored today by Alexander Group, who I know Annalise has had some experience with. We can talk about that later, uh, but they're a, a sponsor of the sales community. And for, I'd say, a bunch of my uh, hardcore CRO friends who are really uh, hard to please, uh, Alexander Group does a lot of great help around uh, go-to-market, a whole bunch of different kind of go-to-market areas around compensation, around channel. Uh, and I kind of consider them, it's, if it's okay to say, a kind of blue-collar or scrappy version of um, McKinsey or Bain. So I say that in a very kind, loving, and respectful way. Hopefully that goes across okay. And also, as always, brought to you by Sales Community. Um, for those that are members, thanks. Uh, anybody that wants a membership, you can actually go to the site, salescommunity.com, and you'll see in the upper left-hand corner a uh, link that says Fall Free. Uh, so you can hit that. You can get a free year membership. If you hit the other one, you can pay. So your, your choice what you want to do. So by way of background, Annalise and I really only uh, met each other this year, so I don't have any good, good war stories. But um, as I continue to do more to help Gong sell more, I uh, definitely look forward to uh, creating some good stories, if that's okay to say. And um, as I said, she lives in, uh, recently moved from uh, San Francisco to Incline Village, Nevada. Uh, went to uh, UT. So how do you do the horn thing? Hook of horns. Hey. There you go. There you go. Hook and horns. Okay. It's two fingers. Okay. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, interestingly enough, uh, during 19, uh, 2019-20, you spent 11 months with your husband driving to uh, national parks, and then you explored 14 countries in Europe and Asia. That must have been a blast. It was a time in my life. Really cool. And uh, obviously enjoying the mountain lifestyle and uh, really enjoyed catching up about your uh, 14-month-old who um, <laughs> is, is amazing, all, all the great activities and everything that's going on. He's a wild man. So it's a good thing we're raising him up, up here in the mountains. There you go. Perfect. All right. So uh, let's uh, jump right into it. Maybe tell us a little bit about what your first job was and then uh, you know, briefly about your uh, career. Absolutely. My first real tech job was a company called Opower. Um, if people remember those, it was an energy efficiency company uh, based out of Washington, D.C., which is when I lived on the East Coast as well. I started at Employee 17, where we were all you know, working 60 hours a week, like really bootstrapping this organization. And you know, I got to see the first ride of small company that eventually IPO'd. And of course, in my mind, I thought, oh, great, all tech companies are going to happens be this. all the time. Oh, yeah. It'll be this easy. Um, but needless to say, that gave me the bug and uh, why I've stayed in, in tech ever since. Oh, awesome. And then what out uh, from there? From there, I moved out west to San Francisco. I spent the last 10 years in, in, in the Bay and have always stayed in B2B SaaS companies during that fast growth stage. So spent some time at Yammer uh, prior to the Microsoft acquisition. Uh, spent time at AdRoll when we were going from 100 employees to you know, a, a global footprint. Um, but really small after that to a company called Mode Analytics and helped to build them from the ground up. 
And then that led me into my year-long sabbatical. There you go. Awesome. And uh, it's been a great ride with Gong so far, right? Couldn't have picked a better place to return back to. Awesome. So maybe tell us a little bit more about Gong. You bet. Um, so from the beginning, like I think um, I, I we were talking about this a little bit earlier, Randy. Um, just kind of my phrase of like Gong and how I see it today in my day-to-day life as a go-to-market leader, which is I literally will never go to market without it again. And I know I drank the champagne. I'm a sales leader there. Uh, but what we do is we provide reality into your business so you can make better decisions. So you want to actually walk people through Gong a little bit or should we assume everyone knows high level? Yeah, no, I don't think that. I mean, one, one thing I found really, really fascinating was uh, when you're doing your reviews with your uh, you know sales team, the yes. old days you'd have to ask them all the, you know, all the detailed questions. But because you're using Gong, you're coming to the meeting knowing who the decision maker is, who they met with, where they're at, what's the value prop, what's the mm-hmm. timing of the order, kind of all that. So then it's really able to bring the discussion and have you add a lot more value kind of going forward, you know, versus kind of looking at exactly. here. Exactly. I mean, no sales, no sales leader wants to go into a one-on-one and play 20 questions yeah. and, and ask all of those mundane questions. And no rep wants to be asking those questions either. And so what Gong will do is we'll aggregate all that information in one spot. Um, so me as a sales leader, I can come prepared to my one-on-ones and my deal reviews and spend that hour I have with my manager or rep really strategically moving the deal forward, talking about how we're going to win more business, um, not playing 20 questions around who is the decision maker? Are you actually the power? Are you multi-threaded, et cetera? And so I think that's just the power of Gong is being able to bring all of that reality into one platform. Yeah, that's great. And then maybe talk a little bit around the kind of, it's not just manually having to go listen, but there's also some kind of AI that comes involved in terms of coaching and recap and highlights and things like that too, right? 100%. So the first important piece though is we are aggregating all those data streams, whether it's email, video, conference calls, um, you know, soon to be through our Gong Collective, things like DocuSign information, the full picture of the reality. And then where I think what really sets Gong apart is our AI goes on top of it and we'll start providing you with actionable insights to be running your business better and making better decisions. That's great. Any, uh, uh, is there a favorite customer story? I know there's lots of great customer stories, but any one in particular? I think that what the ones that always really resonate with me is when you're talking to another sales leader who will tell you, Annalise, this has legitimately made my life better. Like I can now, uh, I have a command over my business I never had before. I'm making more money. Um, and it's all those like really small personal levers of how Gong is just changing their day-to-day operations. And, and those are the best customer stories. Because it's not about some big splashy win or, you know, us all going to President's Club because of the deal we closed. But it's how we're helping our customers um, in their daily lives. That's, that's great. And then uh, if you were talking to a recruit, what would you say in terms of why Gong, why the culture is special? Sure. Um, the culture is really special. And I know that sounds so silly to say, uh, but I think it's everyone here just really loves, first and foremost, the platform we're selling. And when you really believe in the platform and when you really believe in um, what we're going to market with, that comes through in your day to day. And so I think that is like the basis of like what a great can be is we all love to be here. We love to sell this platform. 
And that's invaluable. I think we've all probably in our previous lives, Randy, have sold something we didn't quite believe in or, or quite uh, get behind. Or maybe I'm the only one. Or it know. didn't work, maybe. Or it didn't work. Or you're worried about like, how long is it going to show time to value or is it going to get set up properly? Yeah. Time um, to fail. <laughs> <laughs> time to fail. There you go. And so I, I think that's just like a great part of the culture. Um, and then I can go deeper into the other things that make Gong special, but it's just a, a really incredible group of people uh, who are living our operating principles day in and day out. That's great. And they're called Gongsters, right? Correct. We're Gongsters. There you go. Awesome. Love it. Love it. Uh, I got to spend some time a couple of weeks ago during Dreamforce with uh, Meet, who's uh, definitely an imp- impressive uh, CEO, very authentic and uh, I, was, I was actually, we're doing a call with, um, I'm trying to remember who it was, but there's an exec, oh, it was a executive, very large tech company that I know. And I was just happened to be saying, I just went with the meet, very impressive. And he literally is walking by and I'm like, Amy, come here. I'm going to introduce you to blah, blah, blah. And yeah, so it was like, it worked, it worked out so well, but anyway, so then, uh, it's moving off of gong. So we've got a uh, kind of two title topics. One is diversity, best practices, and the other one is women in sales. So certainly both very, very hot, to- hot topics these days. So, uh, when you think about, uh, diversity, best practices, uh, obviously there's a lot, but kind of what, what comes to mind for you and actually. For uh, you go, sorry. So I uh, always forget to say. So uh, anybody that is um, listening or watching, uh, you can see us, you can hear us. We can't see you, but feel free to post any comments or any questions at all. And uh, Tucker, behind the scenes, as always, will do a great job of uh, pulling those up. So anyway, so Annalise, back to you. So uh, thinking about uh, diversity best practices. Absolutely. I think that first and foremost, you have to have a strategy and you have to be thoughtful about what you're trying to solve for. Um, I mean, coming up in the tech world as a woman in sales, like I, especially my first job in energy efficiency, there weren't very many other women in that field. And so I think from like an early age, this has been something that's been really important to me uh, to make sure that I can have an impact on. And so when, thinking, when you're thinking about diversity and what are the best practices, again, it's have a strategy, be thoughtful about it and understand it's going to be really hard to execute on it. Um, building a diverse team, building a team with underrepresented groups through and through, it's not an easy thing to do. And so I think you also need to make sure that you're dedicated to it as well. So if you think about kind of the strategy for it, what are some kind of pieces that come into mind there? Yeah, I think as a sales leader, you really need to be focused on selling throughout the entire process. And I need to be going outbound, right? making sure that I'm out there recruiting top talent and making sure that most of top talent, especially from URGs, they're going to be passive. And so you need to understand that they're not going to each be raising their hand a million times over, but you have to go out there and say, Hey, I'm going to sell you as much as it is an interview process as well. And I think as leaders, we just have to roll up our sleeves and go do it. Yeah. And then, um, Shameless plug for my book, your, your go-to sales advisor. Uh, but uh, Paolo Doble, who's on our uh, advisory board, he's a sales leader in Sono, uh, has a great uh, section on uh, d- diversity best practices. But one in particular, which I think is really good, is uh, you know having some minimum requirement where if it's an opening, you know there should be some number that you have as you know five that you interview or three that you interview, and you've got one or two that are that are finalists just to kind of help force really force feed it for lack of better words, kind of in, into the culture and the mindset and the best practices. What do you think right. about that? 
Right. It, it sounds kind of like similar to the Rooney rule where you have to have one or two people come through the process to that. And, and I think you do have to, because especially if you're at a fast growth startup or any, any company that's moving fast, it could be really easy to say, Ooh, but this is a great candidate. Let's just move forward. And if you haven't created those guardrails, so to speak, or reminders for yourself, it, it could be very, you can very easily uh, move away from it. So I agree with that hundred percent. And then how do you figure out, so you said like kind of from a thoughtfulness perspective, but you know, how do you kind of train or ingrain that, you know, thoughtfulness that obviously you have kind of, how do you get that in the, I guess the behaviors of others? That's a great question. I mean, I think, I think at Gong, I'm I'm really lucky. Um, This is something that's important all the way up to to Amit's level, um, the executive leadership team. And I also have incredible recruiting partners that have helped build these strategies with us. And not just that, but take it through to make sure we're meeting those numbers we've committed to. And also training folks who might be new to the interview process or to the hiring and recruiting process. So it's not just something you can do in a silo on your own, but especially for me, it's it's wonderful to have support from ELT and from the entire TA team as well. Yeah, that's great. Uh, and then, you know, do you look at your team to then not to put you on the spot, but your teams that you've seen before to say, okay, kind of how do you improve the, there's the diversity, I guess the kind of URG, as you said, aspects, but then there's also just other cultural and just background differences as well, which then plays into diversity as well, right? Absolutely. Um, And so I would say we have a good mix. Is there always room for improvement? Of course. Yes. And then that's where you go back to that idea, Randy, of let's go out there and do this on our own too. Um, You know, when I start sending out notes to people personally through LinkedIn and email, I get great responses. And so it's, you know, if I'm a leader saying this is something that's important to me, I'm also going to put my time where my mouth is and go out and start recruiting and and selling people as well. And that's something that's flowed through all the other leaders on my team that we, when we were in a hyper growth stage, we all carved out um, an hour every week to do our own prospecting and to send out our own notes because it was important to all of us to to keep pushing that line of, of what good looks like. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so before we move on, any other closing thoughts on diversity best practices? Um, no, just remember that you, you have to stay committed to it. And it is hard to, to really build that team. But I think that's when you do build it. That's when you really just start seeing the magic happen. Yeah. And there's probably a lot of, uh, you know, kind of, I'll say just a raw network perspective, right? Every person that you bring in no matter what the background is, but they bring kind of a, a, a cohort of friends and relationships. So the more you can also bring in diverse candidates and then they've got their friends and then their friends, that kind of helps to create a lot of different yeah, pipelines for uh, for recruiting, I guess, too, right? Absolutely. And, you know, on the other side of that coin, when you don't do it, you're all fishing from the exact same, you know, background and pedigrees. And yeah. we all know where that leads to. <laughs> there you go. 